When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? So the highly anticipated 2023 MLS season opener between LAFC and the LA Galaxy has been postponed due to inclement weather. The match was slated to kick off tomorrow at 6.30 from the Rose Bowl, but these crazy winter storms across LA County and nearby areas has caused the postponement. The match will now be played on Tuesday, July 4th, with a kickoff time at 7.30 p.m. So if you have tickets to that, hang on to them until July 4th. Bummer. I wonder if there are any tickets still, like there are any tickets like you can buy for that event. Like how many more tickets were available, I guess, is the question. Do we know? I feel like it it sounds, I'm sure it would have been a sellout, right? I don't know. I mean, the Rose Bowl could probably. Oh yeah, hit. you're right. Yeah, ninety well, thousand. I know so, that they they rope off or they they tarp off like right, half of it. Right, but I think the Fourth of July. I mean, I don't different know deal. It, like, I, like I can't tell you right now what I got going on the Fourth of July. You know, like a lot of people are planners and they've got their vacations planned out and time off of work and everything. I'm the worst when it comes to that, so I don't know wow. what's going on on the Fourth of July. Yeah, but it actually kind of sounds like it could be a fun thing to do. You know, yeah. go see a really good match between rivals and then stay for the fireworks show. By the way, I don't know if there is a fireworks show. I've just decided to assume that there would be. But probably be hot. It seems a lot better on 4th oh, of July. Oh, it's definitely going to be hot in Pasadena Real hot. On, yeah. on the 4th of July. I don't think there's any question about that. By the way, George, I'll take hot all day long because I'm still freezing. It's miserable outside. It's cold. Yeah. It's wet. I'm, fr- I'm like bone-chilling cold. Do you have your yeah. heat on? No, no. What? You don't have your heat on? You're crazy. I had it on last night when I slept. I don't know why you just don't have the heat on now. What do you mean? It doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't get it. I mean, By the way, you, there are a the few house. tickets on the secondary market. Not very many. Oh, really? Uh, um, 95 bucks in the uppers, which is like about what the real match would have cost. So. Good move by these guys, though, canceling this thing. Because with the weather, yeah. you put that out and people see that. They're like, ugh, that doesn't look good. I don't want to watch that. Right. Agreed. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. By the way, I heard Christopher say on the last segment uh, before Blake came on that his National Chili Day. That's actually what we're having for dinner tonight. Really? What kind of chili? Uh, turkey chili. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Get some biscuits. Mm-hmm. Perfect day for that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need some like hot soup tonight. As opposed to cold soup? Yeah, I mean, I don't want like a gazpacho. I want like a um, like something very hot. You know, <laughs> when was like the last time you actually had gazpacho? I I don't even know how I pulled that out. I mean, I really don't know. Is there another kind of a cold soup? I don't, I don't really know, know another one. So I don't know how the only I one you could come pulled up with. that out. I don't know where that came from. But <laughs> I yeah, know like, you uh, pulled it out. You like, pulled yeah. it out of your rectum. Yeah. Uh, what kind of soup though? Like, I don't want like a French onion because I don't want all the cheese. Um, Why not? Why don't you? What do you have against cheese? No, I love cheese, but I'm trying to. Yeah, you know, I'm watching a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but it's you know, I mean, if you don't yeah, have I, the bread, you know, no, you're, it's know, okay. But, but then, like, oh, you know, it'd be nice, like a nice vegetable soup or like a, a minestrone. You know what I mean? Like something good like that. A little minestrone. Want, yeah, I don't. I don't want like a New England clam chowder. It's too milky and creamy and thick. Okay. Yeah. 
you know? Mm. You know, it's good, like a good corn chowder. Oh, corn chowder is nice, but also nah, creamy and corn thick. is gross. What about well, a chicken noodle? Chicken, chicken noodle. Chicken, you know what? How about this? You guys ever have a like a a, a split pea soup, like a thick green? Yeah, I don't soup? like split. No, no. Oh, no. I, I've never had it, but like I don't think I'd ever even try it because it just my looks thing. gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then you know yeah. what? I'm gonna just go with old traditional matzo ball, and I'm gonna even go a little extra level here. I'll throw in a little kreplach. A little kreplach. A kreplach. Wow. I'm gonna throw in a kreplach into my matzo ball soup. Mm. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Uh, that, anyway, that is uh, what else you need to know, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what else you need to know is George is having chili for dinner, and I'm having kreplach soup. Kreplach. That's right. Uh, Cappy, so sure. do we have the uh, – Funchy, let's get the audio of Chris Haynes with Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, laser, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. He is, uh, he's not shy about what this team is capable of. Let's hear what he said yesterday to Chris Haynes after the game. Now that you see this Lakers squad with the new assembled guys here, what are you guys capable of accomplishing this season? Uh, championship. You know, we're we going for it all. And just going to the playoffs. And right now we're not trying to be in a play-in. We're trying to be in a, a sixth seed or fifth seed. So uh, we know what we got to do every game. is a statement game tonight. We got to keep going. So? Well, let me, I mean, let me it's start a bold, I think. But well, let me let me just make a quick comment here. First and foremost, as far as Chris Haynes is concerned, I saw my man yesterday there at the game. We were both rocking our our really nice white and crispy Air Force Ones. So shout out to you, Chris. As for Malik Beasley, George, you know what? It, it seems to me that these guys who were part of this trade, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, Mo Bamba, it, it seems to me like everybody is so happy to be in a Laker uniform and in the same locker room with LeBron James. Is it me or did Russell Westbrook, he never loved being part of LeBron's team. He actually resented that he wasn't the guy. He was a guy on LeBron's team, whereas these guys don't mind being LeBron's guys. Does this make any sense as I'm saying a lot of guys? Yeah, it makes sense. I get it. I get what you're saying. I know now that, this. Now this, we're 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 on the same page on. Yes, but I know that Malik Beasley is saying some things that a lot of people would say, "Geez, bro, um, it's been two games. Yeah, uh, why don't we just chill out a little bit?" By the way, what you're saying, just to add to that point, if you look at anyone that's been around LeBron and covered LeBron, would tell you this: the guys who have the best time playing with LeBron are generally the role players. He gets those guys paid in a big way historically and gets them the ball. He loves those guys who can shoot and you know defend and all that stuff. It's the stars that have to kind of potentially, you know, rework their game. Now, with Dwayne Wade, even he had to do that with him, right? Kyrie had to do that a little bit with him. The third star has always had a big challenge. Now, Chris Bosh probably did the best job of it. Kevin Love also did an okay job of it, although the beginning of that was rocky uh, as well. But yeah, Russ, that's why I always said like the third star, mm, not great. And and you know, he was at the at definitely at best the third star in that scenario. Right. And so I I hear a guy like Malik Beasley and look, he's coming off a big night, right? He's 7 for 11 from three-point range. He leads the Lakers with 25 points on a night where Anthony Davis only scores 12 
And on a night where LeBron only scores 13 and has kind of a really rough night from, you know, from the field. But what's so interesting to me about what I think this team can be, George, is that guys who were three, four, five, six, let's say, on the roster, call it two weeks ago, are now six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. You know, Austin Reeves can come off the bench and have a nice night. Mo Bamba can play 22 minutes and actually hit a couple of threes, which was kind of cool to see. Um, Dennis Schroeder only has to play, let's just, 26, 27 minutes. You're not, you don't need Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and Wenyan Gabriel. You don't need these guys to be what you needed them to be three weeks ago. Does this yeah. make sense to you? Of course it makes sense. It's literally what I was trying to tell you all season. Right, but I wanted Brody to stay because I like the drama. Because you love the drama, right. we know. I know, we know. I like the drama. That's why I'm going to check out the Clippers. Right, you love the drama. And I, all I was saying was, this: if you traded his salary and you brought in two or three guys, that this team's balance would look so much better. And it's exactly now you're, now you're envisioning it. Now you see what I was trying to see, Cappy. Yeah, and so when you saw Rob Palinka last night, was there I, any... I, I, we brought it in. Okay, so you actually hugged it out with Rob Palinka last night. So I told you, I'm walking by the sideline when LeBron's warming up, like er, way early in the game. We were in there like an hour before tip-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Ham, as he always, whenever he sees me, always says, what up, Jorge? And he comes, he brings it in, right? I, I bring it in a little real quick. You know, as he's sitting down, he comes up a little. I come down a little. And then Rob was sitting there next to him talking. And Rob looks at me. He's like, oh, what's up? And I'm like, hey, what's up? He brings out his hand. And we did a little uh, of that, too. You know, quick okay, little right. bro hug. Was he wearing, like, a sport jacket with the V-neck? Yeah, of shirt? course he was. He was dressed yeah. impeccably. Mm-hmm. Looking very he's always dressed in, in dressed. He's always dressed impeccably. I mean, he's always wearing the same thing. It's a V-neck T-shirt and a sport jacket. Right, but it's different variations of that. I mean, it's really the exact same thing. And I would say occasionally he does wear a uh, a um, a collared shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have that interaction with those fellows last night. I turned around because I thought you'd be there. I was you introducing said, you to people. Said, I introduced you to Malika. So I was like, I'd introduce you to you know them. Yeah, that was your chance, Cappy, to like get in the league. Nah, I don't want to get in the league. I like being out of the league. See, being in the league doesn't sound right to me. I want to be out, out of the league. I want to... I want to have strong opinions about things that I see, not things that I know. You understand Wait, the difference? But I have strong opinions about things I see and I know. Yeah, I don't want to know anything. I just want to yeah. see stuff. Okay. Difference. Big difference. A lot of nuance there, George. Yeah. Uh, you were also in on Darvin Ham loving Malik Beasley yesterday. Oh, I love this. So I, was it Darvin that was mic'd or was it Malik that was mic'd? I, I don't know. But at one point, Malik Beasley walks over to Darvin Ham and kind of like apologizes to him for something. Yeah, he took and, a bad shot. It hit like the backboard yeah, or whatever. And Darvin's like, no, dog. Well, here, you, you should actually play the audio because this is actually, I, I really like this. I thought this was cool. What we got, Beasley? I'm on that shot. No, no, dude, that's what you're here for. What you talking about my fault? That's what you're here for, fam. You better get him up. Don't turn down nothing but your collar. That's what you here for, player. That's right. We got to cut that out because I want Darvin Ham. That's what I want him to say to me. That's what you here for, player. Is that what he said? I thought he said fam. No, nah, that's what you here for, player. Okay. You thought he said well, that's what you here for, fam? That's what I thought I heard, but All right, you know, let's, I let's hear wrong. it again. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my ears are wrong. What we got, Beef? I'm on that shot. No, nah, dude, that's what you here for. What you talking about my fault? 
That's what you here for, fam. You better get him up. Don't turn down nothing but your collar. I think he said fam. Right. I think you're, you're right. I think he did say he fam. He said fam. I thought he said player. I heard it like three times. I'm like, that's funny. Now that oh, Are you, you bummed now? Yeah, I am a little bummed because I thought it was kind of <laughs> cute the way he called him player. Fam's just as cute, right? No, fam is cute. Yeah, it's fam. What you sorry for, man? That's what you here for, fam. <laughs> I love it. I love the way Darvinham talks. He talks that's, like he is a player. That's Cappy's I mean, new he word, was a fam. player for a very long yeah. time. Yeah. What's up, fam? Is fam? Yeah. What's up, player? Uh, all right. Coming up next, speaking of a guy who uh, can't relate, is the complete opposite of Darvin Ham. Russell Wilson is under the spotlight today. Let's talk about that next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Come on, Cappy. This is all you know. Nah, this ain't me. No. Nah. Nah, this one ain't me. You I'm either surprised. feel it or you don't, George. You're like, a freak on a leash, though. Yeah, but like, you know, Jesse's girl, I feel. Corn was a vibe. Yeah, corn. Oh. Uh. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. I mean, I'm I like more this into is a corn chowder. Vibe. Like uh, Lindsay said earlier, corn chowder sounds better. Oh, man. Dad joke. <laughs> I like corn chowder. Not me, bro. I'm anti-corn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not the band of the food. A lot of people here in the circle of trust are now giving us concepts for, uh, for soup tonight. Broccoli nice cheddar sounds good. Mm. Mm. Um. Uh, I'm not a big soup guy. I like chili. Soup day. Chicken is. noodle is fine. Soup day it is. Soup day it is. You ever see that? Soup day it is. I thought it was scoop. There it is no, for the no, scoops. No no. no, 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 no. That's yeah, the, Justin, I, the Justin Timberlake version. Oh, oh, yeah, from from SNL. Right. Isn't that what it was? He's wearing. Okay. A, yeah, he's wearing the Campbell soup cup. You know. That's that's soup day it is. Uh, here's Joe Cha says. Uh, Go to BCD in K-Town for a hot and spicy. You know, a hot and spicy soup sounds nice, too. Mm. I, I could go for the hot and spicy soup. That's pretty nice. I mean, I mentioned kreplach. That's, that's you know, just like a piece of, like, pasta with, like, meat stuffed in it. It's like a wonton soup, which is a very nice soup. A little pork in there, you know? I'm thinking soup tonight, George. Okay. Start off with some soup. Yeah. Any pickles in that soup? No pickles in the soup. No, yeah, because Russell Wilson is in a bit of a pickle right now. Dude, I woke up this morning. My phone, the very first notification I got this morning was from The Athletic saying, you know, story, Russell Wilson wanted Pete Carroll fired. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'll take this all day. I read that article, and there's not one thing in this article that I think to myself, nah, 
That's eh, not probably not true. Uh, you know, I don't it's really believe true. that. I believe every word of what I read, and I could see Russell Wilson being so full of himself that he says to the Denver Broncos, I'll waive my no trade clause, but when I get there, I got to have my own office on the coach's level. Oh, and by the way, I'm bringing my own personal quarterback coach with me. And, um, you know, I'm going to have the players come in on their off day and study film with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, every ounce of what I read today, I believed. And and I love that Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the general manager of the Seahawks, were like, hey, guys, uh, Russ is going to ownership and trying to get us all fired. So what do you guys think we should do? Let's trade him. And you know what? Pete Carroll won, didn't he? Because with well, his team that nobody expected to be any good, he went to the playoffs and beat Russell Wilson in the first game of the season. And after that first game, when they beat Russell Wilson in that strange game on Monday Night Football, that everyone went nuts over Nathaniel Hackett and his mismanagement of the clock, the I think their radio station is ES, the ESPN station up there, um, 710. 710. In Seattle, yeah. yeah. And so they went. he went on with uh, their morning show there, uh, Brock Heward and Mike Salk, Brock and Salk. And I, I remember seeing this back then. And I so I looked it up again because I, I just wanted to make sure I had it right. So he went on that station and they asked him like what it meant to beat Russ in that first game against the Broncos. And he said, look, you know, for me, it's like whatever, you know, I, I don't need to be validated. He's like, but it, I know it meant a lot to the guys that came before. You know, it meant a lot to those guys. And one of the hosts, I think it was Mike Salk, asked him, well, why did it mean so much? And he goes, well, you know, you can figure it out. Yeah. You know, and, and that that. So if, if you don't believe the story, just go back and listen to that interview, because I did. Well, I don't I know went who back and, believe it. Yeah. No, but I'm saying for those that don't go back yeah. and listen to that interview and you'll hear Pete Carroll basically validate everything that's in that story today. And he did that, you know, months ago. But you know what's interesting about these these stories that that get written about teams after the season's over? Like yesterday, that story about the Rams. The one thing that um, I think I learned more about Sean McVay in that piece is, look, when he's winning and he's feeling high, he can bring people with him to those heights. But when he's losing and he's down, he can drag down the energy of an entire organization because he's that kind of an energetic person. The same goes for this Russell Wilson situation, George. People ridiculed Nathaniel Hackett. I understand why they did. Well, he's a terrible coach. He is, but what? But let me ask you this question. What, what makes him a terrible coach? Well, I mean, he could not manage a game. Okay, but, but let's see. That's exactly the same thing as the reason the Rams were 5-12 and 12 is because of all the injuries. There's more to the story. Think about no, this. No, 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 but, but well, I, I, I get it. Look, Cap, I did. I, we all saw the first game. I did their next, their home opener, okay? And he's supposed to be this offensive genius, okay? And the game that he caught was literally, I could get a kid who has never played Madden before who would call a better game than that. He literally was run, run, throw on third down on third and long. Run, run, throw. I, I, I was falling asleep and I was doing the damn game. Listen, I'm not telling you he's a brilliant coach. I'm not at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not defending Nathaniel Hackett. You're We're, defending Nathaniel Hackett because he was your ball boy at Pitt. That is true. He was. But here's, here's the thing. Imagine being in his position for just a second. You're a first-time head coach. You're a young guy. 
you are excited to not only be a head coach, but you're going to get a guy who's a future Hall of Fame quarterback. And when you get the guy, instead of the, the quarterback saying, Coach, I mean, I know what you did in Green Bay. I know what, what you and Aaron Rodgers you know, did together. I'm really excited to work with you. Instead, Russell Wilson steamrolled Nathaniel Hackett. So, George, bad play caller? Fine. That's fine. You can pick that apart all day long. What made Nathaniel Hackett a really bad first-time head coach is that he didn't have the courage to say to a player, I don't care how much money you make, and I don't care how successful you've been. We're not going to have an office on the second floor next to the coaches, and you're not going to bring in your own private quarterback coach. He didn't have the guts to say that to him. You think it's going to be like that with Sean Payton? No, it's definitely not. And I would agree with you on that part of the equation. But what I would also is say is we've seen in Green Bay, whether it was Mike McCarthy before as Aaron Rodgers' head coach and now Mike LaFleur, um, or Matt LaFleur, pardon me, uh, as the head coach, the guy who's the offensive coordinator for those two guys, for McCarthy or LaFleur, is basically the install guy. He's not calling plays. He's not doing any of that. And he already has Aaron Rodgers. So it's like... That guy doesn't deserve a head coaching job. We saw that with Joe Philbin. Uh, he's he was the, he was basically Nathaniel Hackett without the uh, pedigree because his dad was a famous coach before him, and that didn't work out. So it was very little surprise to me that a guy who doesn't call plays um, and just does the install would not be a good play caller and a head coach at the same time when he's never done either. Well, listen, based on everything you've just said, as people try and figure out why is it that Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Why is he not getting he's a trying shot to prove, at being head coach? Yeah, he's trying to prove that he can do it. Right, because he's not been the play caller. He's been the guy who builds the game plan during the week, Right, builds but the card, the big, the, and then the hands it off to the right. head coach. But the biggest difference between Eric Bieniemy and, in, in that situation and anyone else is that the two previous guys who also only did the install, who didn't really call plays at the end of the day, uh, which included Matt Nagy and and Doug Peterson prior to that, right? Um, all got head coaching jobs. Yeah, well, um, look, all I can tell you is this, that Nathaniel Hackett, because that's what this was really all about, Nathaniel Hackett did not have the resume or the courage to tell Russell Wilson, sure, no, we don't do offices on the coaching floor next to the coaches. Let the okay, coaches can, can coach and favor? let the players play. Can you do me a favor? Sure, go ahead. I want you to have been Nathaniel Hackett in that scenario. I'm Russ. We're okay, going to roll play. You're, you're Russ. I'll, I'll be Nathaniel. Go ahead. Yeah. I'll be like, hey. Hey, Nate. What's up, man? How are you? I'm I. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but the owners and stuff, they, they gave me this office up here right by you and stuff. So, if you want to keep it down, um, that's cool. But if you want to talk football, I've I got those inspirational speeches around here and and quotes and stuff, and I'm down to talk some football. So if you, uh, you know, if you want to talk some football, just come over and knock on the door. Wait a second, Russ. Did you say that you have an office next to my office? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you got an office here. Because you, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't have an office with the Packers. Yeah, but Green Bay probably doesn't have a lot of offices. Place is old. You know, you got a nice new facility here. No. Um, okay, so they gave you an office. All right. Well. Yeah, yeah, your boss gave me an office. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, wh what else they give you? Um, 
They gave me. Uh, they let me bring my own quarterbacks coach and like an on. I you can pre- wait, basically bring whoever I want wait, in here. So yeah. you have a, a quarterback coach that's not part of my staff. You have your yeah. own quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've been working with them for a long time. You have an office. Yep. You have a private quarterback coach. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and by the way, while we're at it, here's yeah. some plays I like to run. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give those some consideration. I mean, obviously, I got to you know look you know see how, see what they look like compared to my playbook because you know I've had a lot of success. Yeah. Running a certain system with Aaron Rodgers, and I was kind of thinking that you know you'd be able to kind of fill in and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, how much success did you have though, there, Nathaniel? Or can I call you Nathaniel? Or can I call you Nate? What do you What do you want? Nate me to call Dog you? is my preference, if you don't mind. Yeah, I don't think I'm calling you that. I'm going to regulate. Is what I'm going to do. Yeah. No. Well, now, no. I, you don't, I don't think so. Realize. Yeah, I don't think you're going to regulate anything, to be honest with you. Um, and, and that's ultimately what happened right there. I've, yeah. I've stepped out of character, just so you know. I'm back to me. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. That's what's happened, is yeah. that he didn't regulate. Right. I mean, when, yeah. when Sean Payton was, was asked about this during Radio Row Week. Yeah, he said something to the effect of like, well, at the, forget a Radio Row Week. He said it when he was, uh, did it, finished doing his presser. He was asked about it. He's like, I don't even know what that's about. Like, that's not going to happen here. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Right. Tom Brady doesn't have his own office and his own private quarterback coach in the facility. You know, he may have had his trainer and his nutritionist around at some point, but yeah. he didn't have an office next to Belichick. And when Sean Payton was the coach of the Saints, Drew Brees wasn't like, um, hey, I'm going to need my own office because uh, I'm going to be doing my own thing here. I-, I mean, I can't even believe that the Denver Broncos, and granted they were going through an ownership change, I can't even believe that anybody would grant him such a thing. Yeah, well, it happened. Yeah. Well, he's getting it taken away. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, you know what's not getting taken away? Tell me. Our ability to talk about Yamaha and what a good time that is. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. I think I got like all NFL stories here in a big deal or no deal today, but that's okay because we all miss the NFL, right? Starting with Ocho Cinco, the former wide receiver for the Bengals, appeared on the Club Shay Shay podcast this week, and he revealed something very interesting about his living habits when he was in the league. He said that he lived at the Bengals stadium when he first got drafted to save money. He also said that he didn't even get his own place until he had been in the NFL for four years because he was content and comfortable living at his grandma's house. Kathy, I'm going to ask you first. Is this a big deal or no deal? It's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, um, it is kind of a big deal because you're an NFL player and you figure you're making a bunch of money. doesn't mean you have to go spend it all and buy a big fat house. But um, to live in the stadium 
I mean, listen, a lot, a lot of coaches, they bring their pillows and they they got a couch in their office and they sleep in their offices because they're they're working these guys twenty hours a day. They think the more time they put in, the better game plan they're going to come up with. But I think that's really strange. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go big deal here on Ocho Cinco living in the stadium. Uh, yeah, I would say it's a big deal, and he's also really cheap. Yeah, I, except I know, when it I've comes to Chad, tipping. I've known Chad forever, <laughs> so I'm not surprised at all that he did that. Like that's just who he, you know. He's he's cheap, and he's like cheap and cheap in in like. For himself is what I would say. He's very generous with others is what I would say. But with him, his own stuff, he's like cheap. Good like for he's him. rented, he's rented out like movie theaters for kids and stuff like that, and done all that kind of stuff. He does that on the regular. Um, I actually went to a restaurant where he bought um, a ton of people meals, um, and I happened to be there that night. And um, so he does that stuff for other people, and I like he's good at that stuff. But like for himself, he's super cheap. Yeah, I always see uh, people posting receipts from when he's when they're their waitresses or waiters. Yeah, he he's great them. with that stuff. Yep. Yeah, he's great yeah. with that stuff. But when it comes to his own stuff, like forget it. No, he's, he says he's, he rocks uh, fake ice too. <laughs> he's frugal. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling fake you. ice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring that up, Funch, because just side note here, uh, somebody asked Giannis about what his outfit that he's wearing over All Star. Oh weekend. yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and he was like, they're like, how much did your outfit cost? He's like, well, this, this was my, my sweatshirt was free, my pants were free, my shoes were free, and all my jewelry is fake. <laughs> and it's just yeah. funny to yeah. see someone like Giannis just be like, yeah, I didn't pay for yeah, any it. Yeah, it was like it. an outfit from Nike, and then his shoes were from Nike, and yeah. then like he had like fake yeah. jewelry on. Just so, so yeah. you know, Funch, when you say fake ice, don't think I don't know what you're talking about. I know you're not talking about the kind of ice that you got in a drink. <laughs> all right? I know what you're talking yeah. about there, pal. By the way, Cappy, Yo. Vinny V in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust yeah, what's brought up here? a great point. Tell me. About your boyfriend, Tom Brady, that Billy B, Bill Belichick, had to kick Tom's personal athletic trainer for years off the team, too. Your I boy very, did try to do that. I very specifically mentioned that. Very yeah. specifically. Just saying. Okay. Um, and I said that Tom Brady didn't have his own office. And he didn't have his own personal quarterback coach, but he did have his trainer slash yeah, Alex uh, Guerrero, whatever that guy's yeah. name is. That's right. But well, by the way, I'll tell you right now, Tom Brady had earned it in his organization versus Russell Wilson is brand new to an organization. They just bent over backwards for him, and look what it got him. Well, because they were they brought him in as a savior. So yeah, well. Well, speaking now that of Tom Brady, the next savior. I'm going to uh, go right to Tom Brady here. Because now there's speculation growing that Tom Brady may unretire again. Oh, for the love. Yep. Just like Cappy was saying the other day, uh, Mike Florio of N- NBC Sports speculated that Brady might come out of retirement and play for the 49ers next, se- next season, even though he stated in his video announcement that he was calling it a career for good. So this is what Mike Florio says, quote, we've learned that Brady, one, doesn't always say publicly what he truly believes. And two, sometimes says things he means, and then eventually does something completely different. I get that. And then you take that stuff, plus the fact that Tom Brady came out, what, a week ago and said that he's not going to start in the broadcast booth for Fox next season. He's going to take a year off. So now you got the 49ers need a quarterback, and then he's not going to go right to Fox right away. So it sounds like he's got a whole year to do nothing, and the 49ers need a quarterback. So do you think that this is all a big deal or no deal? Sedano, you go first. Oh, here it is. The Sedano size, 6.36 in the evening. 
God, I'm so over this guy already. Just go away, bro. No, you're not. Don't be over him. Get out of here already. Come on. Go. Stop. Go to your home. Don't hate. Celebrate. Go home. Come on. Go be a father, for God's sake. Oh, my God. Now we're going to criticize his fathering skills? Come on. Don't Jesus. hate. Jesus. Don't hate. You lost your marriage because of the football already. Oh, like, enough. You, come on. You don't know that. Come on. Come Jesus. On. The things you say. I, mean, listen, I, I told you, I, listen, when he said, I'm not going to go to Fox in 2023, that leaves the door open for, yep. I'm going to figure out what I want to do during football season this year. And if the 49ers, my hometown team, comes calling, and I know it's a little embarrassing. Hey, I know I was on the beach in Miami. People bought the sand from the beach where I was at. And yeah, I know. I told you I was done, but I'm not. Not because an opportunity presented itself that I didn't think about. And you know what? I'm still in great shape. Check me out. I'm wearing my panties. Looking good. I don't call them panties. Men don't wear panties. No, I mean, they were like these little, like, uh, you know, things. Underpants. Yeah, like little, little tight, cute underpants. Anyway, I, I listen, I'm telling you right now, it would not shock me one bit if Tom Brady plays football again this year. I hope I'm not. with you. I'm with you. Like, would it shock you, though, Sedano? I hope not. <laughs> so, Seriously, no, it would not. Just go away. Come on. Why do you say Get such out of here. Things? Why do you say such mean things to go such a, away. An, an American sports superstar hero? Go away. A real true underdog who, who be, uh, beat all odds to become who he is. Why say such terrible things about such an inspirational guy? Inspirational Man. guy? Why? Why is he inspirational? I mean, come on, George. This is like one of the, the he biggest. He played in the worst division in football for nearly two decades. For oh, God's so, sake! Oh, so now the you're Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins. He had an easy ride to a first round bye every year, and he had the best coach in the history of the sport. Not to say that he wasn't good, but let's not make it seem like he didn't have a lot of easy advantages built in for him. You say the best coach, and I say. The best coach who had the best quarterback and the best nah, leader. He's not the best quarterback to me. Yeah. Well, like he's the most he's the the best the best resume. There's that's in, undeniable. But he's not the best passer of the football I've ever seen by any stretch I'm, of the it's, imagination. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that in terms of who won the most Super Bowls, and by the way, won more Super Bowl than Bill Belichick, because Bill Belichick was a great coach when he had Tom Brady, and now Bill Belichick. Yeah, because nobody wins without a quarterback, coach. bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Bill Walsh went back to Stanford and couldn't win squat. You know what I mean? Like, it's how it works. Um, all I'm saying to you is, is that you should give Tom Brady some respect. That's all. Put some respect on his name. All right, what's next? All right, so speaking of quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford and the Rams, of course, they missed the postseason, and he never had the chance to defend the Super Bowl title. And clearly, that lit a fire inside of Matthew Stafford because his wife, Kelly, revealed as much in a recent episode of her podcast, The Morning After, with Kelly Stafford. She shared the Rams quarterback's thoughts after he watched the Super Bowl. Here is what she said. We did end up going to uh, Coach McVay's house for uh, the last part of the game, and you could see, like, the hunger on all the guys' faces. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, all last year, like going into the season, there wasn't that hunger. It was kind of like, oh, gosh, here we go again. Like we haven't had a lot of time off. We left that house. Matthew's like, we're going to beat them in the Super Bowl next year. He said, don't worry about it. Because, you know, I was upset. The Eagles always said, don't worry about it. We're going to beat them next year in the Super Bowl. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, we're going to get there. 
So I ask you guys this. Is this a big deal or no deal? I mean, not really. I would say no deal. Like, I mean, that's cool that she said that, but like, yeah, I mean, could the Rams have an easier route because the Cardinals stink and the Seahawks, I think, will will not catch anyone by surprise this year. And yeah, the division is a little easier than we anticipated. Yeah. And we'll see what the Niners have to do at quarterback. Hopefully it's not Tom Brady. Jesus. And uh, yeah, I mean, they'd have a better shot as long as they can make some moves and, and help at least one side of the ball be better, particularly the offense. But one thing, yeah. one thing I'll tell you this about Kelly Stafford. One thing I love that she said there is how there was not that hunger that she thinks she saw in all these players' eyes at Sean McVay's house watching the Super Bowl. The hunger she saw that evening is not the hunger that she saw at the beginning of the season. And I'm so glad she said it because I tried to say it over and over again. I don't really feel like everybody understood what I was getting at. Last year, when you and I, George, went to the Rams draft house and they rented this like $25 million mansion in the Hollywood Hills where they were entertaining people night after night after night. And you got naked in the tub? That particular day, that's exactly the day I'm talking about. I knew that day that the Rams had gone totally Hollywood. In other words, they weren't about like, hey, we're football guys and we're going to try and get our another Super Bowl. They were like, we got our Super Bowl and we're living the Hollywood lifestyle now. And that is what, besides all the injuries and besides Sean McVay's you know, personal highs and lows, their offseason was about partying. It wasn't about preparing. What do you think about that? Man, I feel like that's... it was like Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, they didn't care. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I really... I think I really feel like I've, I've like mic dropped on that one you know what I mean, I mean what, what do you want me to say I've already given my answers so we, we just can move on I guess if you want hey just one other thing George I'm sitting here yeah. watching the heat and the Milwaukee Bucks you watching this game uh I was earlier yeah uh, Milwaukee's tearing your heat apart but I guess Giannis left the game now with a knee injury yeah not good I mean first it was the hand now it's the knee not good Bob hmm yeah any more Lindsay uh that is it for big deal or no deal Okay, good. There She's we go. Done with us. Yeah, you know who you're not done with. Hopefully, you don't have to call him. But if you get into an accident, especially with this crazy rainy weather, right? If you're injured, and- do the hump, the hump, yeah. Do the hump. Do the, the only- hump, the hump, yeah. Come on, do the hump, the hump. The only other part I know is when he goes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? What was my man's name? R.I.P. Shock G. Yeah. R.I.P. Shock G. I like the nose glasses. Those are funny. Still to this day, they're funny. So um, I will say this, that uh, I got a call earlier today from uh, Rachel, and she said, hey, tomorrow, what do you think about going to see 80 for Brady? Now, you know, I've been in the movie theater twice. I told you, George, I saw that auto thing. And then I saw the uh, I thought Fablemans. you liked the auto movie. Then you ripped it to O'Shea. I mean, I liked it like as in, you know, it was all right. I mean, I looked over at Rachel. She was crying the entire movie. You know, and then the Fablemans, I mean, that, that thing, I don't even want to say what it made me feel like I wanted to do afterwards. And then I don't know who it is at like the union that sent me a copy of the Fablemans on DVD of all yeah. things. You might as yeah. well send me a VHS tape. Okay. 
You don't have like a PlayStation or an Xbox? Um, I, my kids do probably, but I, yeah, I, so that you can play it on that. George, I hated the freaking movie in the theater. I don't want to watch it in my home. Okay, I'm just saying. Well, give it to somebody that you think would like it. Why don't you send it to Charlie Kaplan? I don't think he would like it either. Okay. Nonetheless, what about your mom and uh, my mother. Uh, you know what? Maybe she might. There you go. I bet you they have a DVD player. They may. They probably also have a VHS player. <laughs> right. Right. But but anyway. So now here's where I'm at. Mm. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of decisions to make over the oh, weekend here. Okay. Uh, the first one, I've talked a little bit earlier today about what kind of soup, because I really want some soup, because I'm freezing. Yeah. And the second one is, do I, ask, I, do I do what Rachel asks, which is, go see 80 for Brady. Your boyfriend. Or do I go see and support O'Shea and the cocaine bear? We know you're just going to do what Rachel wants to do, so just do that. Right, but could I convince her to see the cocaine bear? Like, hey, no. babe, I mean, doesn't, doesn't the cocaine what, bear sound funny? What no. kind of grief are you going to get for seeing the cocaine bear? Yeah, if she doesn't like it. Oh, dude. Then I, yeah, I mean, that could be problematic. Well, I feel like you saying the words cocaine bear, unless she's like seen the previews for it or like the trailers and you're just like, oh, that looks like it could be kind of funny. I could be wrong, but I feel like Rachel does not seem like that's something that she would enjoy and she might yeah. not even believe that it's real. Yeah. Yeah, I got to convince her of the reality of the situation, huh? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. when I first saw the trailer, I was like, this is a real movie. I thought it was like a, an SNL sketch or something, like one of those fake commercials they do. That's what I thought. George, did you think that uh, O'Shea Jackson, who was on the show earlier today, and first time I've spoken to him, I know that he's been a regular around 710 and everybody knows him. Uh, and he's a, obviously a, a top level kind of listener. But he brings up um, Henry David Thoreau, mm -hmm. the, the author, yeah. the writer, yeah. the philosopher, if you yeah. will. And then you went Ralph Emerson Waldo on it. Well, I told him that I'm a big fan of Isn't the transcendental Ralph Waldo Emerson? era. Or Ralph Waldo Emerson, yes, correct. I told him I'm a big fan of the uh, the transcendentalist you know, sort of writings. Mm -hmm. And I think that O'Shea thought, I think that he thought, that I was messing with him. Yeah, at which I think point, he did too. At yeah. which point he thought, like, you know, am I going to have to get, am I have to get hard on you here? You know what I mean? Like, I have to... Yeah. You know, I have to push you around a little bit. I have to throw an elbow in the chest kind of thing. Well, that's what he said Pops would do to you if you tried to bring it in, which I told you you wouldn't be able to bring it in with Pops. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, then I think O'Shea was like, well, wait a second. Now that I don't think he's messing with me, maybe he and I should get together for some sort of a Henry David Thoreau, Ralph Waldo Emerson, transcendentalist sort of, you know, reading of some kind. Maybe in like a, or, like a coffee shop. Just, yeah, maybe just, I mean, yeah, I don't see that happening is my guess. Just a thought, just an idea, yeah. just a concept. I, I, I don't see that happening. Okay, I'm just throwing. But it I'm in. also glad. I'm also kind of glad. I am glad that he told you not to bring it in with pops if you see him, because although it would have been hilarious to watch, I don't want you to be have your feelings hurt. How about my chest? How about my sternum? Or, or your chest, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. So dealer's choice here. So yeah. all week long, you teased a story that you never got to. Right, Sirianni poop. Yeah, so the, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles with a motivational message about a dog's poop. Can you explain, please? I don't know the story at all. Lindsay was the one that found the story. Lindsay, why don't you uh, so, tell us about the story? Maybe we, Do we have the audio? Yeah, yeah. So AJ, AJ Brown was on the Raw Room podcast. Uh, I think it's a podcast he does with some of his buddies. And he basically 
it's like him and his buddies sitting around and he's telling them about like what it's like to be an NFL player and the weird stuff that like he sees on a, a daily basis. And he was kind of like making fun of he's like, you would not believe some of the stuff that like these guys, like these coaches tell us to like keep us motivated. And here's an example. So then he did like his best impression of of Coach Sirianni and how he tries to motivate him and, and it references dog poop. I be in my chair, bro. <laughs> Dying <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all a little, a little, a little sample. Yes, sir. All right. The other day, I was uh, I got in the car after I hit to work. So I sit in my car. I see my neighbor walking her dog, right? And she's walking her dog, and um, the dog goes to the bathroom, you know, and um, she gets the bag off. She she scoops the dog <laughs> the hand, right? Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, you know. Everything she did in that exact moment, you know, how she scooped it, how she got the bag. No, oh, no way. So he was like, so this would be funny yet. It was like, it's in the detail, guys. It's in the detail. It's in the detail. It's in the detail. It's in the details. But it's in the details. You know how she she, she gets the bag out first and she put, she put her four fingers together and then she scoops it. Like, and that's what we are. We're in the details. Of this and that's what we got to do. I'd be like, come on, coach. Oh, it's great. That is hilarious. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, when coaches will just try and do anything to, to you know, give these guys an example, it's all in the details, guys. The way you put your hand in the bag and you pick up the poop and then you pull it around and then you tie it up, it's all in the detail, fellas. Now let's get out there and kick some ass. He seems like such a nerd, like such a nerdy coach. <laughs> oh, man. I, I had a coach, uh, George, in college, and he, he comes in one day. We'd gotten killed in this game. And he says to us, he goes, um, Guys, I, I want to know how you feel. And and he looked at this one dude, his name, he's probably listening today, his name is Alexius Perkins from, from South Central L.A. And he says, Lex, how'd that make you feel? And Lex was like, man, coach, man, man, coach. And we were all like, what's he going to say? He's like, man, I was so upset, I couldn't even drink a 40, right? And the whole room busts up. And coach, like, takes it seriously. He's like, man, did you hear that? Did you hear what he said? He was so upset he couldn't drink a 40. We freaking sat there dying because of what the kids said and then how the coach tried to use it like as if it was for reals. I love when coaches do stuff like that. Way to go, Coach Sirianni. And Lex, I hope you got that 40. Not send him some. Do people still drink 40s? Yeah, why not? Do they? I don't know. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I, mean, I feel like more, 40s. I used you to want a lot of beer. I mean, it's probably yeah. the most efficient. At a way softball to do it. game, I saw one guy drinking a forty. Yeah, was, well, that makes was sense. he drinking malt liquor or was he drinking beer? I mean, he was drinking malt liquor. Yeah, you got to have 40. some old E, right? Old E. He was drinking old E. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I complimented him on it. See, see, O'Shea Jackson. Guess I'm not just such a, such a blank document. Untitled. Okay. Yeah, untitled. Forty ounce of old that. E. But he actually said you had a little though. spice to you, Cappy. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, he compared, he compared you to John Ireland, but said you had more spice than him. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Makes me feel good. Much better. Because John Ireland is like as blank document as it gets. Yeah. Mm. All right, we got to go. Funchy's saying we got to get the hell out of here, and we should. It's Friday. Funchy, great job filling in for Laura. Yes, sir. Excellent work, Cappy. Yes, sir. Great job, Linz. We'll talk to you on Monday. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.